Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and this is episode 136 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I go over our week seven recap and my ballers and stallers from week seven. And I also bring some waiver wire ads for week eight. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week seven in the books, week eight coming up strong. We are halfway through the fantasy football season. We are going to recap week seven, go through my ballers and stallers, and then we will look into waiver pickups for week eight. And on tomorrow's episode, we will join Lucas for some trade talk. There's a lot moving around the NFL. We'll catch you up to date with that. There's a lot going on in leagues as well, so we'll catch you up there too. Let's get into our week seven recap. Went over Thursday Night Football already on the previous episode. You could check out that recap between the Chiefs and the Broncos. But let's get into the Sunday morning action. The Rams get a big win on the road in Atlanta all the way across the country. The Rams are 6-0 in the Eastern time zone under Sean McVay. Rams, huge win here, 37-10. to Matt Ryan goes out in this game with a ankle sprain. We're not sure how much he's going to miss, if he's going to miss at all. Uh, I do think that he'll be out at least one week, maybe a couple. Matt Schaub, the seasoned veteran, longtime Texan, still in the league somehow, but he is the backup as of right now. We'll see if the uh, if the Falcons make a move or anything in free agency uh, to make a pick up there, but I don't see Matt Ryan being out too long. The Rams get back, uh, get back under order. They have a huge defensive day. Um, Devonta Freeman is ejected in this game for fighting with Aaron Donald, which he would lose every single time. Aaron Donald literally picked him up off the ground. Jared Goff, 268 and two touchdowns. Todd Gurley, 18 carries, just 41 yards. And Julio Jones, six catches for 93 yards. So the Rams uh, do snap a losing streak here and Goff throws for those two touchdowns. Um, and then the Rams, of course, get a couple defensive touchdowns as well. So they beat up on the Falcons. The Falcons are hurting anyway but even more so now with Matt Ryan out so the Rams move to four and three 37 to 10 over the one and six Falcons move over to Buffalo this game was actually pretty tight uh, until the end the Dolphins were winning at halftime 14 to 9 and they were actually uh, winning heading into the fourth quarter but uh, eventually they pull the Dolphins and they lose the Bills move to 5 and 1 with a 31 to 21 win in Buffalo over the Dolphins the Bills are 5 and 1 to start the season for the first time since 2008 Ryan Fitzmagic 282 and a touchdown for the Dolphins uh Josh Allen did have a rushing score in this one, um, so he remains steady on the ground. Mark Walton uh, seems to be the top back there for the Dolphins, and I still think Kenyon Drake will get traded eventually. 14 carries, 66 yards for Walton, and John Brown, five catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown for the Bills. So the Bills remain hot, 5-1, and one, just behind the Patriots there in the uh, AFC East, and the Dolphins remain winless at 0-6. Heading into another winless franchise, not quite sure who's worse at this point, the Bengals or the Dolphins. Uh, I think I give the edge to the Dolphins, um, but the Bengals are right on their heels. Uh, They get uh, beat up by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bengals were actually winning at halftime as well, but in uh, Bengal form, they end up turning into the Bungles late and lose this one 27-17. 
against the Jags. Jags are three and four. Bungles 0 and seven. Andy Dalton 276 and one. Leonard Fournette 29 carries, 131 on the ground. Another week without a score, but he's getting you the volume. He's getting you the yardage. Alex Erickson eight for 137, so outpaces Tate and. Tyler Boyd in this game. A.J. Green, they are saying that he's not going to get traded. We'll see what happens over the next two weeks with moves starting to happen uh, in the NFL, but I still think that A.J. Green should get traded, first of all, because they could probably get a lot of capital for the Bengals, uh, and I think he does get traded, but we don't know yet. But the Jags get a big win, 27-17 over the Bungles. Next up, we have the Vikings and the Lions. The Vikings get a big win here, 42-30, move to 5-2, and two. The Lions fall to 2-3-1. and one. Marvin Jones, a career day, four touchdowns, which is a franchise tied for a franchise record. Marvin Jones actually had two touchdowns or four touchdowns, excuse me, with the Bengals earlier in his career. So Sterling Sharp with the Packers, Jerry Rice, of course, with the 49ers, and Marvin Jones are the only three players in NFL history with two games of four touchdowns. So Marvin Jones uh beasts out seven catches. Um or excuse me, uh, he gets his four touchdowns. Matt Stafford uh, has three sixty-four and those four touchdowns. Dalvin Cook twenty-five carries for the Vikings, one forty-two and two. And Stephon Diggs stays healthy uh, and stays active, seven for one forty-two. Unfortunately, Stephon Stephon Adam Thielen does not stay healthy, and uh, he was uh, he left this game after a twenty-five yard touchdown, his only catch on the day. Twenty-five yard touchdown left with a hamstring issue. They have a Thursday night game coming up in Week Eight, so wouldn't count on Adam Thielen, unfortunately, but he has not yet been ruled out. Vikings with a big win there in division. We'll go to Green Bay, also in the NFC North. The Packers lay it on the Raiders. This game was out of reach early. Aaron Rodgers. Six total touchdowns on the day. The Packers are five and thirteen against the AFC West opponents since two thousand two. Packers move to six and one, and the Raiders fall to three and three. Aaron Rodgers four twenty nine, five passing scores, and another rushing score. Josh Jacobs twenty one carries, one twenty four on the ground, and Marcus Valdez Scantling, the top receiver here for the Packers on the day. Two catches for 163 and a touchdown. So two uh, very long receptions, one of 60-plus, one of 70-plus for uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So the Packers stay hot. Uh, Aaron Jones gets back in the end zone. He takes over that number one role there for the Packers. So all is good there. Um, And Devontae Adams should be coming back pretty soon for the Packers, maybe after their bye coming up. So we'll see what happens. But Aaron Rodgers was vintage. Aaron Rodgers today, six total touchdowns. He looks great there. So kudos to those of you staying patient. I'm one of them that's been frustrated, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So he made it happen. Let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts, 30 over the rival uh, Texans 30 to 23. This was a great game. The Colts moved to four and two. Texans fall to four and three. Jacoby Brissett, four touchdowns on the day as well. So we had multiple quarterbacks with over four touchdowns uh, on the week. So it was definitely a pass friendly week this week. Um, Jacoby Brissett, 326, four touchdowns. Marlon Mack, 18 carries for just 44 yards. And Zach Pascal stepping up as the number one receiver for the Colts. Six catches, one. Uh, 106 through the air and two of those Jacoby Brissett touchdowns. New Hopkins over 100 yards, finally in a touchdown. Will Fuller left the game with an injury, so keep an eye on that. But if uh, Will Fuller is going to miss any time, I expect New Hopkins to uh, return to form, and it looks like he'll be turning around the bend soon anyway. 
We have the Cardinals and the Giants. The Cardinals with a win here on the road, 27-21. The Cardinals move to 500, 3-3-1. Giants fall to 2-5. Chase Edmonds, three touchdowns, which is a career high. Very, very frustrating. The most frustrating situation on the entire day for fantasy owners. David Johnson didn't practice most of the week. He was a game-time decision. He was fully active. He played one snap. Didn't play the rest of the game, and later on, Cliff Kingsbury came out and said that basically he was in an emergency situation only. David Johnson wasn't ready to play. Obviously, he didn't play, and uh, Chase Edmonds gets that role against a shaky Giants defense, and all of us that started David Johnson got absolutely burned. Chase Edmonds, three touchdowns on the day, 126 yards on 27 carries. Rough. Daniel Jones and Golden Tate had decent days for the Giants, and Saquon Barkley, of course, returned. Um, But, wow, Chase Edmonds was really the surprise of the week, and uh, David Johnson owners don't completely uh, lose your shit. (laughs) I think he'll be fine moving forward, but um, this is a game that they didn't quite need him, uh, obviously, and they win the game anyway, uh, but I expect David Johnson to come back. But this is a timeshare at minimum at this point. So if you're a David Johnson owner, uh, go get Chase Edmonds um, as soon as you can. And if he's on your waiver somehow, he is easily the number one waiver claim this week. We'll move in to the 49ers and the Redskins. The 49ers have a dogfight here in basically a, a monsoon in Washington, D.C. They get the win 9-0. to It wasn't pretty. The Niners remain undefeated 6-0. Redskins fall to 1-6. The 49ers are 6-0 for the first time since 1990. And uh, the Redskins just you know looking for that high draft pick. Jimmy Garoppolo remains uh, to do nothing. I'll give him an excuse this week because uh, it was raining so hard. Um in this game, but uh, 12 for 21, 151, and a pick. Adrian Peterson, 20 carries for 81 yards. He got the volume plays, but he, you know, four yards of carry is not terrible, but he wasn't able to get it going uh, against that 49ers stout defense. And Kendrick Bourne is the uh, number one receiver for the 49ers at three receptions for 69 yards. So the Niners defense remains very very stout uh takes care of the redskins with a shutout nine to zero this game was zero zero at halftime robbie gold tax on three field goals to win this game for the 49ers move on to tennessee where the titans took care of business against a absolutely dreadful uh los angeles chargers team right now 23 to 20 titans take care of business ryan Tannehill gets the start he throws for 312 yards which is the most for him since week three of 2016. And uh, Marcus Mariota has thrown for 312 yards just three times in his um, last 30 games. So Ryan Tannehill seems to be the starter for the foreseeable future, um, and the Titans and the Chargers look to be pretty rough, but the Titans get it done at home. Chargers fall to two and five. Titans move to three and four. Phillip Rivers, 329 and two touchdowns, but it wasn't quite enough. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 90 yards and a touchdown. And Austin Eckler, seven catches, 118 yards and a touchdown out of the backfield, but not much in the run game. And Melvin Gordon isn't doing much either. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, both uh, pretty much stalemate. So the entire offense run through Austin Eckler this week. Couple more games here. We have the Saints and the Bears. The Saints with a big win in Chicago, 36 25. Teddy Bridgewater has won eight 
uh, of the last nine road starts. So he is definitely getting it done undefeated without Drew Brees. Obviously, Drew Brees will get his job back when he comes back, but there's no real rush here with Teddy Bridgewater taking care of business. The Saints move to 6-1. and one. Bears fall to 3-3. Three and three. Mitch Trubisky looks absolutely horrendous. Teddy Bridgewater, 281 and two touchdowns. Latavius Murray getting the start for Alvin Kamara, who was out in this game with a high ankle sprain. Uh, we're not sure how much time he's going to miss, but he might sit out until their bye week as well. Uh, Latavius Murray gets it done against a stout Bears defense, but they can be run on. So those of you that were able to start Latavius Murray last minute definitely felt good about it. 27 carries, 119 on the ground and two touchdowns. And Michael Thomas, business as usual, nine catches, 131 through the air. Allen Robinson also uh, two touchdowns in this game, really solid for the Bears. And David Montgomery, uh, just a um, one touch, and he is benchable for sure. I would not drop him yet, but it looks like Matt Nagy is not quite sure what he wants to do with this offense. And with Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel just not able to get the offense moving, um, the Bears in general are struggling. So they're at 500. Uh, they could use a reboot for sure. But until then, David Montgomery is benchable unless it's a very plus matchup. And even then, temper your expectations. We'll head into Seattle where the Seahawks get upended by the Ravens. This is really just Lamar Jackson versus the Seahawks and Lamar Jackson schooled him. Lamar Jackson outrushed Ravens opponents for the third time this season. <laughs> so Lamar Jackson had more rushing yards than the Seahawks backfield with 116 yards on the ground and a touchdown on 14 carries. The Ravens moved to five and two with a 30 to 16 victory of the Seahawks and the Seahawks fall to five and two as well. Um, these are both most likely playoff bound teams and both very good teams. This was a great game. I watched most of it and uh, Lamar Jackson is just special and um, the Seahawks weren't able to do enough late plus a couple of turnovers there by the uh, Ravens. Russell Wilson, 241 and one. So he comes back down to earth after a couple great weeks. Lamar Jackson, the leading rusher, again, 116 and a touchdown. And Tyler Lockett, his usual five catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. You can much pretty much wrap up uh, Tyler Lockett for that stat line every single week. Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys make short work of the Eagles, 37-10 in Dallas. Um, Peterson came out on the came out on the media and basically guaranteed that Doug Peterson, sorry, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles came out and said that he was basically guaranteeing a victory over the Cowboys and the Cowboys took that to heart in Dallas and they absolutely beat up on the Eagles. Um, it was 26, nothing at half, excuse me, 27, nothing at half. And, uh, they put on another 10 later. So the Cowboys are really taking, Taking it out um, on the Eagles. The Cowboys move to four and three. The Eagles fall to three and four. Dak Prescott, most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in franchise history with 21. And Dak Prescott has 239 and a touchdown through the air. Zeke Elliott, 22 carries, over 100 yards and a touchdown. And Amari Cooper uh, gets healthy and plays well in this game, five for 106. Uh, not much going on for Carson Wentz, nothing for the running backs. And, um, the Eagles defense was pretty much shredded in this game. So Eagles are not looking very good. They could use a Sean Jackson, but they need a lot more than that. Uh, they need a healthy offensive line. And it looks like uh, Lyle Collins um, and Tyrell Smith, uh, Tyrone Smith, excuse me, were able to come back for the Cowboys. So they had a big boost up front, which helped a lot in the run game. And uh, these, this Eagles defense, which you shouldn't be able to run on, definitely got run on. So um, 
Zeke had a nice big game there. But the Cowboys with a big statement game here, which will obviously matter come late in the season when they're vying for that uh, NFC East title. So the Cowboys so far um, looking good here, 37 to 10 over the Eagles, and the Cowboys move to first place in the NFC East. Last game on the slate, Monday Night Football. This one was one-sided from the beginning, 24-0 at half. The the Patriots um, get another safety in the third quarter and a touchdown late as well. Patriots all over the Jets in this one, 33-0. Patriots remain undefeated, 7-0. The Jets fall to 1-5. The Patriots have won 17 of the last 19 games versus the Jets, and they've won eight straight contests. This was ugly. Um I don't turn off football games, and I was looking for something else. Thankfully uh, for the NFL, the World Series had not started yet, so I had nowhere else to really go. Um, So I ended up watching this game, but the Patriots absolutely smashed Sam Darnold in this game. Um, He had five turnovers plus sack fumbles, interceptions. Uh, The defense absolutely swallowed everybody up. Le'Veon Bell did have 70 yards, but on 15 carries, not getting it done there. This was my concern with him early. Doesn't matter how good he is, the Jets are bad. Um, Adam Gase was not able to get anything going on for Sam Darnold, who absolutely shredded the Cowboys last week. Couldn't do anything against the Patriots this week. This game was in New York, so well, in New Jersey, I guess, but a home game for the Jets, and uh, the Patriots just really handled business per usual. So Sony Michelle gets three touchdowns on the ground, but not over 50 yards. I will talk about Sony Michelle in our All In Checker Fold episode with uh, Lucas, but um, you know he's touchdown or bust. And Tom Brady, two forty nine and a touchdown, but that's all he needed. He could have had five touchdowns in this game if he wanted to, but they ran them in. James White had a nice game, seven catches for fifty nine yards. Most of those coming as checkdowns in the fourth quarter. He did have a touchdown called back as well, so it could have been a much bigger game for James White. But the Patriots defense is fantastic the Niners and the Patriots are both undefeated and they are carried by their defenses and their offenses their run games and their quarterback play is good enough for what they need and their receivers are able to pick up first downs and they control the clock and they dominate on defense both of them have the same recipe right now there's a lot of controversy not controversy because their records are what it is but a lot of talk around the league that neither the Patriots nor the Niners have really paid stiff competition, but it's the old adage of you play who's on your schedule and your object is to win the games. They are winning the games. They're both undefeated, 7-0 and for the Patriots, 6-0 and for the 49ers. Both of them are looking great, and um, they are looking very, very strong heading into the second half of the season. So um, Patriots still have a bye coming up. The Niners already had theirs, uh, but both teams are looking very good so far. Um, teams on a bye in week seven were the Steelers, who have the uh, have the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football this coming week, which is rough. Um, well, I guess next week, but in week eight, the Browns were on as well. They get the Patriots next. That's rough in New England. The Carolina Panthers were on by as well. They're at San Francisco, and then the Buccaneers are at Tennessee. So the 49ers and the Patriots both get teams off of a bye who have had two weeks to prepare. So we shall see exactly uh, how that goes and what exactly those teams are able to do to keep up the momentum. But those are the that is the week seven recap. And after the break, I will get into my ballers and stallers and some waiver options.
Hey, listeners, take a break here. If you like what you're hearing, you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like us and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod, on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And of course, you can always drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and please leave a rate and review. It really does help us get your feedback and the stats really help our independent podcast. We much, much appreciate it. Finally, please visit our website, tckpod.com. No need for the www, just tckpod.com for weekly rankings and start sit articles from Lucas, who we hear tomorrow. And before we get into the second half of the episode with our ballers installers and week eight waiver ads, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor's the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Ballers and stallers for week seven. We'll start at the quarterback position. My man, Aaron Rodgers, finally puts it together. Five touchdowns through the air, another touchdown running 43.8 fantasy points, the leading scorer on the week, 429 to five through the air and a six yard rush for the touchdown um, for Aaron Rodgers. He looks vintage there. Kirk Cousins, another four touchdown performance. Matt Stafford and Jacoby Brissett also had four touchdowns on the day. Jared Goff returns to form a little bit, two passing scores and a rushing score as well. Lamar Jackson, just 143 through the air with no touchdowns, but 14 carries, 116 and a touch on the ground. So Lamar Jackson getting it done with that floor. Josh Allen, two touchdowns through the air, and he also gets it done on the ground as well. And then Phillip Rivers, over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Um, there as well. Garner Minshew, uh, a pretty basic day through the air, 250 and a touchdown, but he does give you another 50 yards on the ground. Some um, uh, honorable mentions, uh, Fitz Magic with a rushing score and a uh, passing score, almost 300 yards. Dak with a rushing and a passing score. And um, Mitch Trubisky with two, Teddy Bridgewater with two. And Ryan Tannehill, if you went in the depths and had to find uh, a, a streaming quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, was able to get you 302 touchdowns there. Some stallers on the week. 
Andy Dalton, I'm not sure many people streamed him against Jacksonville, but uh, just 276 and three interceptions. Derek Carr, less than 300 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Deshaun Watson, 300 yards, but just a touchdown and uh, two interceptions. Russell Wilson, 240, a touchdown and a pick. Tom Brady, um, 250, a touchdown and a pick. Daniel Jones, um, 223, a touchdown and a pick. And Patrick Mahomes, of course, got hurt Thursday night, so we'll we'll let that skate from him. Kyler Murray, just 104 yards through the air, no touchdowns, 28 yards on the ground. Carson Wentz, under 200 yards and a touchdown and a pick as well. Jimmy G, 150 in the monsoon. And uh, Matt Ryan, of course, got injured as well. Let's move on to the running backs. And Chase Edmonds, the star of the day on the ground. As I mentioned, he took over for David Johnson in a last-minute decision by Cliff Kingsbury. David Johnson with one touch. Chase Edmonds, not so much. 27 carries, 126 on the ground and three touchdowns. Two catches, 24 yards on four targets. 35 points for Chase Edmonds. Stream of the week for sure. Latavius Murray stepping in for Alvin Kamara. 119 on the ground and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook gets a uh, two touchdowns as well. 140 on the ground. Zeke Elliott over 100 yards and a touchdown. Another 36 through the air. Austin Eckler, five carries for seven yards on the ground. But he does have seven catches for 118 and a touchdown through the air. Sonny Michelle, 42 yards rushing. But he accidentally gets three touchdowns. Cut bait from Sonny Michelle. Cut bait from Sonny Michelle. I'll save it for the all-in checker fold. I am off of Sonny Michelle, and this is the time you can fold him. Aaron Jones back in the saddle, just 50 yards on the ground. We just have another 33 and a nice touchdown grab through the air. And Derrick Henry, 90 yards and a touchdown as well. Some honorable mentions. Saquon Barkley's back with 72 yards and a touchdown. Royce Freeman, 35 and a touch. Leonard Fournette and Jamal Williams, um, or excuse me, Leonard Fournette and Josh Jacobs do not get touchdowns, but they're both over 120 yards rushing there. So keep an eye on those guys moving forward who are really just bell cows and going to get to you that um, nice floor, but have kind of a lower upside there. Uh, some stallers for the week. Anybody that started Jamal Williams hoping it would work out, not so much. He did have a late touchdown because Aaron Rodgers was on fire, but just three carries for five yards and four catches for 26 yards, and that touchdown boosted his fantasy points quite a bit. But if you take that away, uh, pretty mellow day for Jamal Williams. Aaron, Aaron Jones is definitely the guy there. James White, seven catches for 59 yards, five carries for zero yards. So, again, James White, just that check down PPR monster. Todd Gurley does get a uh, – 13-yard receiving score, but not much else. Um, Chris Carson is giving you all the work you can handle, 21 carries, but just 65 yards. Uh, a nice uh, nice day on the ground for – or against the run, I should say, for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, on Johnson got hurt in this game, or and, and well, he just didn't play in this game. And um, Ty Johnson stepped in, 10 carries for 29 yards, four catches for 28 yards. We want to see more efficiency there. Shady McCoy, 12 for 64 on Thursday Night Football. Melville Gordon, 16 for 32, two yards per carry, two catches for negative three yards, but he does get a touchdown. Kenyon Drake, Marlon Mack, Le'Veon Bell, Tevin Coleman, um, Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon, and uh, Adrian Peterson – among the rest, letting every letting fantasy players down, Devonta Freeman, Matt Breida, Philip Lindsay, Carlos Hyde as well in the staller category. We'll move over to the wide receivers. Marvin Jones, a huge game, as I mentioned earlier, 10 catches, 93 yards, four touchdowns on 13 targets, 43.3 fantasy points for Marvin Jones. Great game for him. Zach Pascal for the Colts, six for 106 and two. 
on seven targets. D-Hop finally gets his 100 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Allen Robinson, 10 catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown for him on 16 targets for the Bears. Michael Thomas, as steady as they come, nine catches, 131 on 11 targets. No touchdown for him, but he got it done. Alex Erickson for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, eight for 137 on 14 targets. Keep an eye on that. And Marcus Valdez-Scantling, just two catches, but made the most of it uh, with 131 and uh, a touchdown, but just three catches uh, or three targets on the day. Stephon Diggs, 142 after Adam Thielen went out, eight targets. Corey Davis shows some life with Ryan Tannehill, six for 80 and a touchdown on seven targets. And T.Y. Hilton, six for 74, a touchdown on 11 targets. Some honorable mentions, John Brown, five for 83 and a touch. Danny Amendola, eight for 105. And D.D. Westbrook, six for 103 on nine targets. Keep an eye on D.D. Westbrook. He might become that number one. Obviously, D.J. Chark has been really solid, but keep an eye on uh, D.D. Westbrook there in, in plus matchups. Talalaka, just five for 61 in a touchdown. We know that every single week. Devontae Parker showing some life with Fitzmagic, five for 51 in a touch. Tyreek Hill uh, gets his touchdown, um, a long one, but just 74 yards. Amari Cooper, over 100 yards, but no touchdown. Julio Jones, 93, no touch. Cortland Sutton, 87, and no touch. Kenny Stills, 4 for 105, with uh, Will Fuller being out. Some stallers, uh, Golden Tate, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, Robert Woods, A.J. Brown, if you're playing him, some streamers, Kiki QT, Emmanuel Sanders, all these guys without a touchdown. Um, and Cooper Cup, just 50 yards, no touchdown for him either. Uh, Cole Beasley, DJ Chark. Keenan Allen remains to stay quiet, four for 61 and 11 targets, not on the same page. Brandon Cooks, uh, not a good game, um, just four for 59 on seven targets. And Adam Thielen, of course, got hurt. Auden Tate, three for 65, so great efficiency, but not much work there. Mike Williams, just four for 57, and Tyler Boyd, five for 55. So keep an eye on some of these receivers that are starting to uh, fall by the wayside. looks like the NFL trend is to spread the ball out even more. Uh, as we go along we'll go with the tight ends here and then i'll give you some waiver options the tight end baller of the week darren waller did not have a touchdown yet on the season and he was still a top tight end this week he gets seven for 126 and two touchdowns on eight targets 31 points from your fantasy tight end is basically week winning eric ebron 70 in the touch Kyle Rudolph, first touchdown on the year, 58 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham, 65 and a touch. Hunter Henry, 97 yards, but no touchdown. Honorable mention, Everett, Goddard, Hooper, Josh Hill, and Rhett Ellison for the Giants all get a touchdown as well. And some stallers, Travis Kelsey, just 44 yards, no touchdown. Jason Witten, four for 33. George Kittle, three for 38 in the monsoon. TJ Hawkinson, three for 32. Mark Andrews, three for 39. Mark Andrews was definitely the most frustrating outside of the Chase Edmonds, David Johnson situation. I watched most of that Seahawks-Ravens game, and Mark Andrews dropped three passes literally right in his hands for first downs or a touchdown. He dropped a touchdown. He dropped three other first downs. Very frustrating. Mark Andrews could have had easily 60, 70 yards receiving and a touchdown, um, which would have put him in the top three probably for the week, but he did not come up with those. So we'll see if uh, he loses any trust there with um, with uh, Jackson. Zach Ertz remains quiet, two for 38. Jack Doyle, three for 21. And uh, Dawson Knox, who I think was a streaming option for some folks in need, uh, unfortunately just two for 22 there. So those are your ballers and stallers for week eight. And really, 
these are guys, of course, I, I say this every week, but these are guys that you know showed up well this week or didn't show up well this week doesn't mean that they're going to do it every week or they're not going to do it every week. It's just a recap of how guys are going and some people explode, some people calm down. So make sure you're always keeping an eye on the ballers and stallers category that I do because it recaps the week, but it lets you know who had hot games. A lot of times ballers, if it's not consistent, like Marvin Jones with four touchdowns, you can trade him this week if you don't trade him this week you probably won't be able to sony michelle three touchdowns trade him this week if you don't you might not be able to other guys that have a staller week kelsey kittle Ertz, those guys are having stall weeks you might be able to trade for them so anybody can look up the stats i just rally it out the way that i do for ballers and stallers so that you have an idea of how these guys are actually trending and that gives you an idea moving into the week after the waivers pass and you see who you pick up and who you don't you can actually look into who you should um, buy and sell or like i say be all in with or fold on so keep an eye on the ballers and stallers category moving forward i think that'll help you out with trades quite a bit i'll move into some week eight waiver pickups i got a giant list here this is ppr settings but any of these guys available i think would help in any format frankly we'll start with the quarterbacks i know sam darnold was absolutely dreadful literally said he was seeing ghosts on the recording it's all over the internet i feel bad for the kid because obviously he didn't want anyone else to hear him but he was mic'd up for monday night football and it went out um and of course adam gase jumped his shit for it which is stupid because adam gase should fucking not be his coach but he is um anyway sam darnold i think uh, is a pickup moving forward and i think he's going to get dropped a lot this week because of how embarrassing he was against that patriots defense who has been embarrassing everybody this year so if sam darnold's dropped i would pick him up right away uh ryan Tannehill for the titans looks to be the starter for the foreseeable future keep an eye on him cam newton is getting healthy as well starting to practice so just keep an eye on cam if you have a bench stash go ahead and do that andy dalton and Kyle Allen remain uh, those streaming options there at the quarterback position. For the running backs, Ty Johnson, who is uh, carry on Johnson's backup for the foreseeable future, I would pick him up right away. Benny Snell, uh, who is behind James Conner. A lot of these guys are the backups at this point, right? You're not getting RB1s. However, they could be, potentially. You could get um, RB1's out of this. This is why we stash these kind of guys. So Ty Johnson for the Lions, Benny Snell for the Pittsburgh Steelers, while um, Jalen Samuels is out. Uh, Darrell Henderson, keep it on him for the Rams as well. Um, Alexander Madison, as I mentioned multiple times for the Vikings, he should be owned in every single league, especially if you're the Dalvin Cook owner. And then uh, Mark Walton for the Dolphins. Kalen Blosh has scored in two weeks consecutive, but Kenyon Drake is about to get traded, I think. And once they do that, I think Mark Walton will be the ever down back. I know it's not sexy to have a Dolphins back, but a starting running back is a starting running back at some point. So keep an eye there. Handful of receivers, uh, Danny Amendola, Alan Lazard um, for the Packers who didn't do much this week, but you know, keep an eye on him still if you have a deep league. Jacoby Myers had a nice game uh, against the Jets on Monday Night Football, and Nikhil Harry is coming back as well for the Patriots. Um, he was on IR, but he is eligible pretty soon, so keep an eye on him as well. Alex Erickson had a nice big game this week for the Bengals. Just keep an eye on him. Um, and then Jerron Brown and Zach Pascal, who had nice games for the Seahawks and the Colts, you can keep an eye on those guys for sure, um, just as a second, third option maybe on their team. But again, Tyler Lockett goes down, T.Y. Hilton goes down. Those guys could see some immediate work, and they are getting those downfield targets, which you like to have. A couple tight ends, Vance McDonald, Chris Herndon finally looks to be playing this week for the Jets, so keep an eye on him. Dawson Knox, not a great option, but you know 
could be possible. Irv Smith Jr. for the Vikings um, looks to be getting more of the pass routes, more of the targets than Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph got the touchdown this week. But keep an eye on uh, Irv Smith if you're in deeper leagues. And uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, don't forget about him who was um, in the uh, kind of in the, the consistent game plan for the um, – Browns before the bye and he's caught a couple of touchdowns had some nice long uh gains and he has definitely been a um you know great option in that zone with uh with uh, David and Joku out for the season so keep an eye on Ricky Seals Jones but uh those are your ballers and stallers for week eight and of course, uh, in the first half of the episode, we had the week seven recap and we had some uh, waiver grabs for week eight. So make sure you get on the waiver ads. If you ever have a question about how much fab to spend on somebody or you want to pick somebody up, but you're not sure who to drop, make sure you just send me a DM or an email. Let me know and I will uh, work through your roster best I can and try to help you with that. So um we are halfway through the fantasy season, y'all. Next episode, Lucas and I will dive into more trade talks and preview week eight. But until then, best of luck on the waiver wire. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot a DM to Instagram or on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook and visit our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sick column. If you've gained any value from this episode, you know what to do. Please subscribe, rate, and review for the podcast and give us a like and a follow on social medias as well. It really does help us out. Make the most of the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Scott Guasco and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.